Hello everyone, it's me, John Park, and we are ready to get started with another evening of show and tell. We've got about a half hour uh, to show some projects. People are going to come by and uh, give us a little tour of something they've been working on, which is always a lot of fun. I'm excited to see what people are up to. Uh, and first uh, of all, I'll say if you're wondering how to get here, if you want to show something or tell, uh, head to our blog. You'll see a blog post about show and tell or go to our Discord and there's a link in the Discord. You can join up and uh, we'll bring you right on in. So uh, first off, I'm going to bring on our good friend Kevin Walseth from DigiKey. Hello, Kevin. How's it going? Hey, John. How you doing? It's going good. I'm doing well. I am obviously not in my home office. I am actually at DigiKey headquarters today. And it's so not just a green screen effect. This is somewhere you really are. It is not. I am in the skyway between our old building, our legacy building, and the new building that we should be launching. We've got some testing going on, and it's being used a little bit, but officially launching early quarter one of 2022. So it's really exciting. And That's I can't really wait cool. To, I can't wait to actually walk around in one of the show and tells and show you a little bit more. Walk What's that behind you there? Ago. Is that a conveyor this belt a, or something? It, it is a conveyor belt. So this is a conveyor belt. That door behind me right there yeah. is going into our, our legacy building, our old building. And if I spin this way, this conveyor will run parts between the old building and way back there is the new building. Oh, so this, that's uh, really This is a skyway that goes right over top of a road. And uh, the, the thing I actually want to show and tell, the reason I'm in the skyway, there is a reason for it. I'm going to switch my camera and flip it around really quick. Okay, can you see my other camera? We we see it, yep. All right, I'm going to try getting a shadow here. So up in the window, uh, 20 months ago, I created this sign up in our window. All of these letters are about three feet tall. Oh, wow. And I, de I decided to come in the office today and make it a little festive. And th this That's thing has great. been going, it, it's been going for 20 months straight. It has not shut off. Oh, that's, and it's using, that's excellent. Each letter has its own Circuit Playground Express mm -hmm. and 240 NeoPixel strip for each letter. Wow. So it's been, it's pretty impressive <laughs> that it has not turned off. That's terrific. I had, so, I had one power supply go out during the entire time. That's impressive. So the, uh, the Skyway here, uh, it looks like if you get a good head of steam, you could take a scooter or a bike across that. Or if you're feeling lazy, can you just uh, hop a ride on the conveyor belt or do they frown upon that? They definitely frown upon that, but <laughs> there, there are bicycles around. Uh -huh. There are, uh, I know there are some motorized scooters. I haven't actually used one, Yeah. but um, it's, it's an impressive facility. And like I said, I can't wait to do a, a tour of what it looks like inside yeah. the building. Oh, that's and it, great. It's really, really dark and actually it's Minnesota and it's raining out right now, so it's really mm. odd. But if it ah. was light out, I'd love to show you the entrance, but maybe another night. That's unseasonably warm if you don't have snow, isn't it? It, it is. It's been <laughs> it's 36 degrees today and it's supposed to get down to, I think around one or two tonight. Woo! That's not enough degrees, you need more. No, no, it's not. <laughs> Sorry about that. Well, really cool. Thanks for the tour through uh, through just the uh, um, connector, and we can't wait to see the full building itself uh, when that's ready for a tour. Yeah, and I can't wait to show you. And like I said, hopefully early 2022, I can get in there and give yeah. you guys a, a sneak peek of where your boxes come from. Yeah. But about 
five minutes before the show, there's uh, totes coming across this conveyor. I wish it was running mm -hmm. while I was here. So. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, yeah, that'd be really cool to, to see when it's in action. Excellent. Well, thanks so much, Kevin. We'll see you next time, and uh, have a happy holidays and happy new year if I don't see you before then. And you do the same. Take care, everybody. Thanks. Uh, all right, that's pretty dang cool. Uh, next up, we've got our friends Chris Young and Bill Binko to talk about an assistive technology project. Let me bring these guys on. Hey, guys, and uh, let me know if and when you want to share screens, and I'll pop up. Uh, I can only do one screen at a time. Share screen. Yeah, that's good. That's good. How are you guys? Um, great to see you, Don and uh, Chris. Good. Glad you could make it. Yeah. Um, so we actually had an eventful week uh, over the past week, and. Uh, not something we wanted to be doing at all, but I'm really proud of how it turned out. I know that there's going to show the, there's a, a video I made of it that Phil's going to show on Ask an Engineer, so I won't go through all of the uh, the whole shebang here. But basically, uh, if you guys remember, you can share my screen here for a second. Um, if you remember when we first started working with you guys, we were helping a little girl named uh, Ella Hunt uh, to drive her power chair uh, using two switches. And... The, um, the, the problem was she only had two switches to drive and that wasn't enough. So we, we created a device. It was one of the first things we did uh, at AT Makers. And unfortunately, um, Ella went in about a month ago to have spinal fusion surgery and everything went wrong. So uh, she came out with her, her cognitive function intact, all her personality still there. She's still super cute. Uh, goofy kid um, but um, she definitely had uh, severe uh, hypoxia lack of oxygen and one of the problems that came out was her, her fingers that activated those switches won't move like like they used to so we actually did a, um, a big event we had, had all the engineers at AT makers um, got invites Dan Halbert helped us from from Adafruit to come up with some kind of new switch for her and so we put together this ridiculous, um, this ridiculous suite of things to test with her to see what would work, and we found some that worked. And because Chris is in Indianapolis, which is down the road, um, I uh, I went down there after we had done some measurements. We uh, let me show you here. Judy Schoonover, an occupational therapist, and I went and tried all the sensors and figured out what would work with her. And then I went down to Chris's in Indianapolis, and he and I worked to make her a solution. But Chris, you want to show what we did? Yeah, you can switch over to my screen share. This is a little uh, force cage that she can put her finger on, and we made a little 3D printed mount for it. And a guy named uh, Dimitri, what's his last name there? Votenchev uh, from Google. Yeah, Dimitri Votenchev. Uh, put together this little force cage and the problem is she can't lift her finger off of it. It, it rests there but then she can apply additional pressure and so that's where the force cage comes in and uh, so she uh, she was able to successfully uh, operate that and we'll show you in the video during Ask an Engineer you'll see her operating her iPad and really really lighting up the fact that that she's up to use of her finger back. That little mount that we made there, that was sort of a, a hurried thing. So I designed a, a new case with a battery and a finger and a relay wing. And then um, 
know, this pivots, do I ever hang them? Do you need? Oops. We'll, we'll ship that out to her. Yeah. Replace the one we have. And then do you want to show the one on your on your cheek, Chris? Oh, yeah. look at you. So anyway, we've got, we can go back to me for just a second. Uh, you notice that bright thing attached to my glasses. On the end of that is a uh, VCNL4040 infrared proximity sensor. And uh, when I wink my eye, you can go back to the screen share, you'll see this graph. When I wink my eye, the graph goes up. I relax my eye, it goes back down again. So it's sensing my cheek position. That's great, yeah. And, and we made one of those for Ella as well, and she was able to activate. So now she has the touch sensor on a fourth gauge plus the cheek sensor, and both of them are working really well. That's one terrific. Thing before I go, this is an anniversary for me. I first <laughs> appeared on Show and Tell back in December of 2012, and that's me and Phil on the moor. They were hosting Show and Tell out of their apartment, as you can probably tell there. That's really and, great. Uh, Neither Phil or I have that much dark hair anymore. <laughs> Things have changed a little, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so uh, oh, December great. 2012 was my first appearance on Show and Town. It's been a pleasure to come back year after year. Yeah, we're so glad that you you started coming and have continued to uh, to join the uh, the show and tell us. That's really great blast from the past. Well, thank you guys and uh, thanks for sharing some of the uh, behind the scenes on the uh, sensors and mounts uh, yeah, and the effort sure. going into that for Ella. Be sure to stay tuned for the video during asking here. Yeah, here. definitely. Everyone watch right that. Today. It's really terrific. Thanks, and guys. Are you guys in any group? You're really a blessing. So happy New Year and Merry Christmas to all. Likewise. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye bye. Uh, that's fantastic. Uh, yeah, definitely stay around for Ask an Engineer after this show, and uh, you'll get to see the full video of, uh, of that and uh, Ella putting those uh, two new technologies to use. Uh, all right, let's uh, see. Next up, we are going to bring on Noe and Pedro and uh, see what's new over there. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up, Jay? Oh, man, it's so uh, heartwarming. Here we go. <laughs> Yeah, so this week we're showing off the awesome app that uh, Trevor and Antonio and Scott and a whole bunch of the other people at the uh, core Circuit Python team have been working on. This is called PyLeap and Glider. So first, uh, PyLeap uh, has the ability to send over like some of the uh, project bundle files that are on the Learn system. So you can just send those over to our DLE-enabled uh, Bluetooth. Uh, That's cool. Enabled boards, and it's cool. It's not a special UF2. It's just like default, you know, like a Python 7, so that's freaking awesome. And then the other one is Glider, which allows you to, on the go, yeah, bring that up a little bit. Ah. So you can check out the, the directories that are on your CircuitPy drive and edit mm -hmm. the code on there. So if you're like an educational setting or, you know, cosplayer on the con so floor cool. and you, know, you got to change sensor values around or like the color doesn't match or it's too bright or something, you can go ahead and just wirelessly over there, switch everything around. So super cool. Just change the color there. Make a little purple that's, for Blinka. Hello, hello. That's one, two. So cool. Uh, oops, Dude, I've, I've, I've ruined I think everything. The coolest no, I think the coolest example that we show in the video is uh, going onto our Dropbox, grabbing a WAV file, downloading uh, downloading that directly to 
Blizzard Gap High Drive. It takes a little bit. I didn't, you mm-hmm. know, I, I showed uh, downloading it to your main iOS device because it's a little bit faster, but mm-hmm. that works. Proof of concept. That's that works. so cool. So freaking awesome. Like, you know, this is the stuff that like makes me jump out of bed and you know keep working. Cause, <laughs> like that ooh. is fantastic. I can't wait to play with this. And this is, yeah. uh, yes. it's kind of how it should work. And it's yeah. the kind of thing that, you yeah. know, I, I don't mean to call anyone out, but Apple has been battling people doing this sort of thing for so long. Like, right? come on, why it, why is it taking this long to, to make it easy to go from a mobile device to a microcontroller? Right. Is... Yeah, they had to, Antonio and Trevor had to battle a couple of the, the frameworks oh, yeah, yeah. stuff works. So, but <laughs> they did it. It's so freaking cool. Like, really cool. MP3s, like you could view all that. And it works with the um, the native file uh, mm-hmm. files app, whatever. Oh, great. You can yep, copy yep. and paste through there, you know, just the Good. way you just, you know, can hold tap hold copy stuff yep. over you can paste it right into okay oh that's really cool so i uh i have i've been aware this has been in the works and i haven't touched it yet and in 2022 yeah. i can't wait yeah. to dive in uh, and play with this because because this is really really helpful yeah, yeah. So the beta for both of them is up right now so if folks want to play with it and test it out please do so yeah, we we'll have the links link. in the youtube video and we'll post the link in discord yep. too yeah we forgot it. Your, we didn't have the file glider guide on or download file but you can uh-huh. t- uh, check out the test flight uh, we'll post the link yeah. in the um great the yeah there's a, so a link over in the chat and then real quick really cool wants to uh show off real quick the uh yeah, oh, yeah this, this? Is, for next week we got a little uh so you've seen some acrylic signs we've done before so this kind of takes many of them and stacks them together so uh we have eight of them here i got a cutie pie rp2040 running it and it's just a single neopixel strip so the idea is to take a neopixel mm-hmm. strip and a little 3D printed diffuser bit that kind of isolates the LEDs so they don't leak into the other bits. And then this mm-hmm. little gray piece on top uh, just has a little slot that fits a quarter inch uh, acrylic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you could laser cut these or you could maybe play around with like a litho pane type style thing. Mm-hmm. That would look yeah. really cool mm-hmm. too. But the idea is just to have like a NeoPixel strip and then and then put some nice little signs on it so you can kind of stack them to make like a little animation. Um, so that's really gonna nice. be next week's project. Yeah. Um, Beautiful. Thanks. Yeah, hopefully we come up uh, with both the video and guide this week. But uh, we'll try <laughs> good to luck. It's the, it's the race to yeah, the right. end here at the yeah, end of the year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think we'll do the guide. And I think but, that's uh, Yeah. Yeah, so hopefully right. uh, it'll be the last one for the year. So yeah, good. Kind of put the world 2022 on there. <laughs> yeah, a nice, cool. nice one. All right. Well, thanks, guys, so much. And oh, thank uh, have a good holidays and New Year's, and I'll see you soon. Same you too. Likewise. Bye. All right, next up, we've got our own Scott Tanu, who's been busy putting links up in the chat. Thanks for that. Mm-hmm. Hey. No problem. Hey, John, how are you doing? Good, thanks. What's new? Oh, well, the PyLeap stuff has been uh, in the works for a while, and I put those links yeah. in there if folks want to try it. Uh, there's definitely bugs still, so let us know. Uh, and we're going to have to get a process for figuring out how to help folks debug. But um, please give it a try. It is, I think, very magical when it works, so uh, very exciting. So yeah. give that a shot. Um, what I wanted to show today was I was actually, uh, I use a split keyboard and I wanted to try a different one. So I got, uh, this is half of a keyboard. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a Sofle, S-O-F-L-E. I, I, maybe that's the right way to pronounce it. I'm not sure. sure. Uh, this is the first time I've used a KB2040, which I'm very excited about. And I think the first time I've used Keymatrix as well. Um, so I've mm-hmm. got the other half on my desk here that I'm working on. And I'm hoping to make like a very simple example that uses the QMK uh, configuration editor, mm-hmm. so that when I want to like switch my keys are 
what my keys are, I just go onto the QMK thing and switch it yeah. there and then download the JSON file. Right, um, so if people don't know, that's, a, that's a web-based configurator that lets you graphically decide what keys do what and right. layers of keys, uh, right. and then you're uh, sort of leveraging that to get a JSON file out of the end of it, right? Right. That's right. terrific. Rather yeah. than the way that it works currently for QMK is you would actually, they, you would have to rebuild your whole yeah. uh, for QMK firmware and reload that right. with the new thing. But, uh, with but you'll have CircuitPython and a JSON looking at that as a key map essentially, or, or yep. I, do you do you read a JSON or do you convert that into a Py uh, file? Uh, no, I'm just reading the JSON here? file yeah. straight away. The yeah. I, It's nice, it's only like a 5K, 5K JSON file, so it's very mm -hmm. straightforward. Uh, the one wrinkle I had is that, like, um, in keyboards you have, like, columns and rows, right? And mm -hmm. you can number each one based on, like, where it is in the column and then what row it's on. Uh, but there is a little wrinkle in the numbering compared to how the layout, the QMK layout is. So, like, mm. my bottom row is all messed up, unfortunately. So I've got to figure out how Got to it. handle that, like, one last piece of, like, the QMK mapping, not map mapping directly to the, the, the pin rows and columns. Rows oh. and columns. Uh -huh. um, but then I think it'll also be handy. I was thinking about uh, making a like utility class that that handles all of the QMK style stuff and interprets it back into like our USB stuff mm -hmm. as well. So like in the layout, it will have like KC underscore A right for the A key, and so I'll, I'll I think I'll make a library that converts that that string code key, key code A into the A yeah. yeah. Excellent. Yep. So I'm um, hoping to maybe over the holidays I'll I'll polish this up enough to swap out my existing keyboard. Fun. Yeah. Snazzy looking keyboard. And is that usually a like what's the connector? Uh, I I, I always forget this. How do you connect the two halves of the keyboard? You. It's usually a, a TRS um, TRRS okay. cable. So I'll show uh -huh. you both. So what's cool is that it's actually the same PCB twice, mm -hmm. um, just flipped over. Neat. Uh, yeah. Which is pretty cool. And then this, of course, has a case as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I can actually test each side on its own. Um, mm -hmm. And they have two independent um, KB2040. So I'm thinking a lot about yeah. also like what sort of like protocol you talk between the two. And I have mm -hmm. some weird stuff on my mouse as well. So the like three microcontrollers kind of need to collaborate on deciding what the keyboard's actually doing at any one point. <laughs> and with those, you plug in one KB2040 uh, over USB, and it handles half of the key stuff, and the other one is just right. talking serial over the TRS cable. And doing Yeah, that was my plan, stuff. is, is uh -huh. uh, over the TRS, I, I think I'll just have a very simple, like, you know, it's a, it's each byte says it's a press or a release of a particular code, and mm -hmm. then everything else happens on the other side. Neat. Um, although, like, it also makes sense to just have both do their own side over USB in case you actually, yeah. like, you could theoretically have them both plugged in and acting independently. <laughs> right. They just right. can't influence the other side then. Yes, right, right. If you wanted to do lighting things or... Right, or, or like macro screens, layers where yeah. you're, like, holding a, holding a button on one side yeah, and you want all of the key codes on the other side sure. to change. that makes right. sense. Cool, you're 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 yeah. uh, in into a deeper level of keyboard stuff with that. It's a, an interesting yeah. challenge. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I there's a great project called KMK that's very comprehensive yeah. with all the QMK stuff, but I'm hoping yeah. to shoot for the like minimalism side mm. of things. I dig that. Um, yeah, which is which, where I tend to end up. <laughs> I tend <laughs> to tend to build from where from the Python layer up. Uh -huh. Good, great. Well, cool. thank you so much. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. get 
get uh, get you out of here and try yeah. to whip through some. We have a Happy bunch of holidays. great looking guests on here, and uh, just a couple minutes per guest will do it. Thank you, Scott, so much. Happy holidays, and we'll see you in the new year. All right. Uh, next up, we got Todd Bot. He is everyone's favorite robot and personal friend of mine. Hey, Todd, what's new? Hey, so um, I've been playing around with <clears throat> the oops, the Mozzie, sorry, the Oscatone Scout, and yep. I've been uh, ex in installing Mozzie, which is a really old but comprehensive synthesis library for Arduino. And mm -hmm. the the inside this little little Oscatone, this is this is what it sounds like normally. Okay, it's cute. And so it's, it's cute. It's cute. It's, uh, it uses the Arduino tone function, and mm -hmm. because this is internally just the same as an Arduino Uno, it's like super mm -hmm. simple. But um, it, with my, my with my uh, experiments with Mozzie Scout, I have decided to change it a bit so it sounds a little better, I think. And right. um, and so. Uh, oh. Hey. Yeah. And, um, and, and this actually has, there, there, there's no other UI besides the keys. So I have mm -hmm. it on power up. You can select different sort of settings. So in this, cool. in this setting, um, it'll do this sort of like filter modulation. Ooh, wobbly. Yeah, it's very nice. Um, and you know, in this setting, it'll do triangle waves instead mm -hmm. of Instead of smooth, instead of smooth. Um, and then this one has like no filter modulation. Oh, except sorry, a very slow one. Uh huh. Yeah. But this is um, in the software, it's pretty amazing. Like, like go back to my screen share for a sec. Um, so in the software, Mozzie has these objects like oscillator, ADSR, low-pass filter, uh -huh. and then you can just do things like set the frequency of the filter modulation, cool. set the frequency, uh, sorry, set the various levels of your envelope ADSR. Um, in the key thing, when a key That's is great. pressed, it just does oscillator set frequency, and then it's MIDI to, this is a little MIDI to note function they give you to mm -hmm. create a, go from like a MIDI note to a Frequency, frequency, float frequency, and this has two oscillators with one being slightly detuned, so it has that nice Neat. little yeah, going yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's then, excellent. Yeah, yeah, and so, so this is all on an Arduino class device. It's just sort of nuts. Um, but if you want to play, so it's, it's a three twenty eight, uh, right? It's a, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Eighty eight mega three twenty eight from two thousand six, basically. <laughs> um, but but uh, but the the uh, Oscatone Scout plans are all open source. But I yeah. bought this kit because I wanted to support him because he's awesome. Um, yeah. I built the kit, and I'm like, you know what? I've always wanted to play with Mozzie, and this seems yeah. like a great platform for that. So, very so, cool. Yeah. And you did a little <laughs> bit of a hack to uh, to to talk to some pins differently, right? Uh, yeah, one of the one of the problems. Laid out on the board. Yeah, one of the problems is he used pin nine, which is uh, sorry, pin eleven, which is in a lot of the Arduino tone examples. Mm -hmm. But Mozzie, because of the way the timers work on the eighteen mega three twenty eight, uses uh, needs to use pin nine for timer two. And so, yeah. uh, if if you if you open up the, the 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 board and kind of bend out the pins and solder them around, you can sort of swizzle like do a hardware yeah. swizzle of pins nine and eleven. <laughs> and um, and then you can use all the Mozzie code that's out there that works for cool. Arduino. <laughs> Great hack. Uh, I want to try. That uh, yeah. I, I wish we could we could uh, hear some more from you, but we got to run. I'm gonna yep, bring on yep. some other guests. Uh, thank right. you so much for showing that. All right, next up we'll bring in uh, Chelsea and Carl. So get ready. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, we've been playing with your stuff for a while, making uh, boards with LED lights. 
This is our hey. newest board. It's a Christmas tree. And we're running it. That's a nice looking tree. We're running oh. on your your cutie pie and your feather board. Oh, the RP2040. Those are gorgeous. And so, yeah, we'd like to send you one as gratitude just for the uh, holiday chair. Can we send you guys something? Uh, yeah, well? ping us on uh, on Discord and uh, and we'll chat. That's really okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, so are you using uh, like cutouts and backlighting? How are you getting, it almost looks like different sizes of ornaments on those. Uh, well, this is the same. Um, it is, it's a lighting then. Each time. Yeah. We just did a PC board, very low cost. And okay. um, our chip is oh, on, great. show you the chips on the back. See, yeah, chips on the back. It's a LED driver for oh, RGBs, yeah. and we got a stemma connector. Yeah, just put a couple LEDs on here for power, and um, mm -hmm. put one on the data line so you can see the data activity. Because one of the features <laughs> with our chip is very low data to do all this stuff. That is great. You have really advanced the art of the uh, the yeah. LED Christmas tree here. <laughs> That's yeah. great. And we're also doing a little tiny indicator part. This is a two by two chip to do uh -huh. full RGBs. Oh and yeah. Like if you needed a product that had some like battery indicators or some things like that on it. Very nice. And that's running also yeah. on your kitty pie. So, really great. Well, yeah. thank you so much for showing that. Those are adorable. I love them. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna have to uh, move on to the next, uh, Merry but Merry thank Christmas. you so much for showing those. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Thank you. All right, this is going to be the Blitz round, starting with Liz, Blitz City DIY. Hello. Hey, Liz. How's it going? Good, um, thanks. So I published a new uh, learn guide today uh, with these MIDI stomping pads. Uh, and there are these 3D printed um, squares with some springs. And then yep. there's a um, copper foil sheet. So when they make contact, basically like... Nice. Yeah. And they're all... Oh, those are great. And the LEDs change colors. Renew. So. Love them. Those are great. And did you say your guide came out today? Yes, today. Yeah. Fantastic. So, oh, I'll have to go and look yeah, at that. Those are really cool. All the files. And what's holding them together? Because those are spring loaded, but why are they not flying apart from each other? What's the mechanism uh, here? Hot glue. Ah, all right. <laughs> hot glue. On so they're glued to the springs. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, smart. Yeah. Yeah. There's Very a little cool. indent in the corners so it can like sit in the Uh huh. Place. It hooks it and hooks the screen. Really nice. Thank you for sharing that and uh, and for doing a guide on it. Of course, yeah. No problem. Take care. Okay. All right. Uh, next up, we've got uh, about three minutes left, and we've got uh, Paul T. Hi, Paul. Hey, how's it going, John? What's new and exciting? Great. Well, all the stuff you people are showing. So what, what do you have to add? Because this stuff's uh, been great. Well, uh, so there's this computer that I've been working on uh, for a while now um, called the Rivet 65, uh, which there, uh, it consists of a CPU uh, memory, etc. board, and then mm -hmm. an I.O. board. Oh, wow. um, and I had a uh, an issue <laughs> with both of those boards where I had to respin them, and uh -huh. uh, I got the respin back on the CPU yeah. board, and it was great. The respin, uh -huh. memory, I, I didn't fix the I/O board, so I was yeah. very disappointed uh, when they came back. <laughs> um, but anyway, the big thing that I've been working on now is. Um, uh, I wrote a, a disassembler for the computer. So this is just like barebone 6502. Um, and if I do that, let me do that as well. 
Oh, excuse me. Um, so normally, if you wanted to uh, look at your code uh, in a machine language monitor, you do like a P E O O O, and that gives you a page dump. And boy, that's mm -hmm. difficult to read. Mm -hmm. But uh, I've written this um, disassembler. So if I do uh, R eight seven O O, and I've preloaded the start and stop addresses for the for the um, uh, oh. It's oh. going to the printer. How convenient. <laughs> oh, that's great. So, uh, I, I've <laughs> that was unexpected. <laughs> that was unexpected. I, I had forgotten that I had switched it. So, uh, basically, the let me stop that. The, um, <laughs> the, the, one of the things that I'm working on is a common IO handler for the system so that basically you just pick a peripheral and there's a, there's an abstraction layer over it and you either send or receive as opposed to you've got to know how 6551 works. You have to know how, uh, how, uh, you know, the SPI or the I squared C or all these different peripherals work. It's just this, with this IO layer, you just pick the peripheral and send the data. And so uh -huh. I had forgotten that I had repointed it to the printer <laughs> instead of That's the intense. second serial. <laughs> Are you uh, documenting this uh, process and the build somewhere that people can go yeah. check it out? Yeah, actually, um, uh, I have a blog, Ribbit Nerding. Um, okay, and it's 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 Don't put Ribbit, that in Ribbit the chat. with th yeah, I'll put it in the chat. It's Ribbit three with three B's, yeah, and and nerding with a three for the E. Uh, yes. dot blog dot blogspot dot com. Okay, um, I'm also on Facebook, uh, and I've got a YouTube. So, um, oh, excellent, Paul. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's it's been Thank a real you. learning experience. Thanks. Yeah, that was delightful. <laughs> All right, take Thanks. care. You too. Right. Bye. All right, uh, we've done it. We've hit the uh, the mark. So it is time for Ask an Engineer coming up next. So I'm going to go. I want to thank everyone for all the fantastic show and tell projects you brought on today. Uh, and uh, I uh, wish you a happy holidays and happy new year. If I don't see you, I'll be on uh, tomorrow with my workshop show and then uh, and then off for a little vacation. So thanks, everyone, uh, for Aiden Fruit Industries. I'm John Park. This has been Show and Tell. Stick around for Ask an Engineer coming up next. <laughs>